of the Living Geek. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Tornado Tag Radio here on NOTLG.com. This is episode 123. My name is John, and we are going to talk about APW. Uh, we are also going to talk about Raw, SmackDown, I think 205 Live, maybe NXT. I'm not really sure. And joining me, as always, is my co-host and good friend, the hawk to my animal, Marianne. How are you? What's up, bruh? Oh boy, um, not a whole lot. It's been two weeks. Yeah, it has. You mentioned two or five live and NXT, and I went, "What? Neither of us watched those. What are we going to talk about?" That's fine. I I feel like we've been truthful with the audience for a hundred and twenty-two episodes, so we can lie to them just this once. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let uh, us do that how while are... this stays in the recording. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not editing this. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Uh, you were, went to Disneyland. I did. It was uh, my birthday last Thursday. I am excellent. Uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Went to Disneyland with a bunch of friends. Who made those shirts? Those sweet shirts. Oh, the shirt of me. Yes. Uh, my friend Kenneth and host of Retrofecta and Bampow TV made it for me. Um, for yeah. those of you who don't know, if you follow me on Twitter, I did post something. It's a picture of John on Splash Mountain with the best Splash Mountain face of all time. And I guess Kenneth made him a shirt of him on Splash Mountain making that face. And then he went on Splash Mountain and took a picture wearing that shirt on Splash Mountain. And it was like a full on Orange Cassidy effect, <laughs> whose birthday was also the same day. Oh, that's true. That's very true. Freshly squeezed birthdays for everyone. <laughs> Uh, yeah, like moonshine. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. And yeah, as you said, I got to go on Splash Mountain by myself wearing the shirt. Well, how did myself. you do that? Uh, it was 9 a.m. No, it was oh, 8 a.m. Okay. It, it was as soon as the park opened. And you like booked it over there and were like, I yeah. need to be alone on this ride. I did. And I got we need a moment to ourselves. I got up to the front and I what was I was they said number three and i said can i go in number one and they said no and i said why and they told me because they redistribute or because we don't allow people to go in the ride by themselves sitting in the front and i went uh and i showed them my shirt <laughs> and they went when did you take that and i said five years ago and they said well we changed they changed the weight distribution two years ago so i mean they changed it because of that awesome picture and nothing could replace it <laughs> Probably, but yeah, it was. Uh, it was. Thank fun. God you were wearing this shirt. It's such oh, a good picture. I, I uh, yeah, I brought the shirt. I had worn it on my birthday, and then I wore it. I believe that was Saturday morning. So I just had worn it again for like just for that occasion, and then went back to the hotel and changed. Brilliant. I can't remember the last things we talked about, and if I've updated anything. Uh, you know, I mean, are you are you talking about uh, wrestling wise or well, just in no, general? because I we had skipped two weeks and I know that one of the weekends it was because we were at PWG. Yes. And then another weekend I was at DragCon and I don't know if I had talked about DragCon because no, we had cause like everything's all jumbled together. Yeah, but DragCon week we talked. I'm very sure that we because you left that the next morning. So you haven't spoken to us about DragCon, but we recorded before it. Oh, okay. So anything 
Of no, I believe you met a former uh, Divas champion. Yes, I I talked to Melina a couple times. You remember who I was? It was there was a line behind me when I first went up to speak to her, and. She was like, oh, my gosh, I want to talk about wrestling with you. I could talk about it forever. And I was like, me, too. And so she was like, come back tomorrow. And I did. And, of course, I came back and we were talking about it. And then people got in line. And the guy that was like her, her like manager of some sort was like, you need to be here for the whole day because as soon as you get in here, people line up. And I was like, OK, that works. <laughs> like, We agreed that Joey Ryan needs to have a booth oh, next at, year. Yeah. Uh, but uh, apparently, I learned something really fucking cool. PJ Black really wanted to be there. Oh, really? Yeah, they were gonna. He was gonna have a booth with Molina, but he was in Qatar, so he couldn't do it. And he was like, "Tell me the dates. I want to make sure I can be there. I really want to freaking be there." That's cool. That would have been so sick. So she was. She was cool. She was. Yeah, fun she to was interact really, with. really, really nice and super personable. She was so nice and so easy to talk to. Awesome. She was really starstruck and excited to be there. Like she was like, "I hope my wig is okay," and I was like, "Calm down, you're fine." <laughs> That's cool. I'm glad that she was. Uh, she was cool. I have. I mean, I haven't heard otherwise. I'm just glad that she. She was. You had a good interaction. Yeah, with her. she was really cool. Were you down in L.A. at that time too? Yeah, or no? No. I, so neither of us watched Payback. No, I watched Payback. Okay. It was just not. I mean, it wasn't very good. I mean, the only great thing that happened was, um, I mean, the only great thing that happened was Alexa Bliss is now the new women's uh, Raw Women's Champion, which is great. Yes. And my brother watched it and I didn't. My brother, who hates wrestling, watched it. <laughs> That's pretty And funny. I didn't. What did he think? He, you know, I really... I really wanted to have him just speak on this just because my brother has really um, interesting points of view coming from somebody who doesn't watch wrestling. And right. he's just naturally a pessimistic, albeit douchebag person. But he was like he thought of the whole of course, the way he was talking, I was like, oh, of course, that was bad. Of course, that was bad. The whole House of Horrors thing. Oh, he was God. like that could he was like that was ridiculous he was like that was the stupidest thing i've ever seen fair and his he's friend, not wrong. what i said he's not wrong yeah he was like that was so stupid he was uh ugh. he saw something and he was like that was brilliant and everything needs to be like that and i can't remember what it was it was something ridiculous oh you told me but i can't remember <laughs> he his friend made him watch final deletion after that and he was like that was ridiculous and i was like well duh i've been trying to make you watch that forever you know, and he said, well, the one match, he said the Cesaro match was good. Uh, that match was, I'm, I'm, <laughs> it was one of the better ones is the way he put it. Um, I actually fell asleep during that match. How dare you? I, I don't know what it was, but I think I had had a, a long weekend and I had to record a podcast in the middle of payback. So I ended up. I, giving him the Dolph Ziggler treatment. Well, I had to go to. I was like, I need to take a nap, or I'm not going to be able to have any any energy for this podcast. Yeah. So, I mean, I eventually watched everything from Payback. I thought the Samoa Joe Seth Rollins match was it was all right. I thought the finish was a little meh, but I mean, I guess they're going to just keep doing this angle for a little while. So, I guess yeah. that makes sense. I guess my my brother said I asked him about the Jericho and Owens thing and he was like it was okay and he was like but that one guy the one that looks really old he was like super winded in like five minutes and I was like how dare you <laughs> slander the name of Jericho yes how so, dare you so Kevin Owens is the or 
No, Jericho, Jericho wins won. that match, but then he lost the title two two nights later. Uh, that yes. match was actually, I thought it was pretty good. I was kind of shocked that Jericho won, but it was just more I of was a... too. When my brother told me, I like literally collapsed. <laughs> it... <laughs> I don't, like I got all of the results of the matches from my freaking brother. That's insane. Of all people. That is just, I don't even understand. Uh, the, I don't either. I thought the... Um, the Neville Austin Aries match was pretty good, but I mean, it ended in a, I believe, a disqualification. Yeah, it did. It was. Was there fine. anything outrageously campy that happened? Because I know my brother said something. He was like, "Everything needs to be like that," uh, and I can't remember what it was. I my, my brother, don't my brother, just believes that wrestling, everything should be like Chikara. He doesn't. He doesn't like the type of wrestling where people are trying to be taken seriously, like Roman Reigns. He thinks everyone should be like fucking brazongo a pirate jolly roger <laughs> uh yeah so i mean payback was all right and then i don't even think i watched last week's raw or smackdown or 205 live or nxt which uh spoiler alert i didn't really do this week either um so yeah do, do we want to talk talk about apw well, before uh well i guess we can we can lead into that with uh, i went to the apw show um, it was great. I went with a uh, podcast friend, David. Um, Hello, David. Who was at who was floor seats for payback and gave me his Chris Jericho chair because you're allowed to take the chairs if you sit in them on the floor. Yeah, that is amazing, and that is a great piece of memorabilia to have. Yeah, he he like knocked on my window and he was like here and he gave it to me and I was like, oh, the chair of Jericho, Jericho, Jericho. <laughs> It was great, but um, we went to the Cow Palace, and the line was extremely long, but it went very quickly. It was handled really well. The staff there had their shit together. They were extremely helpful. Anyways, the All-Pro Wrestling Show was really, really good. Um, it had a 30-man match. Battle, Battle Royale. Royale, which was made yeah, famous which we, in the yeah, Bay Area. Which we, yeah, which we knew was going to turn out to be like a Royal Rumble, right? Yes. Um. So there was a bunch of random ass people there, obviously like Gangrel and like X-Pac was eliminated in like two minutes. It was ridiculous. All the people that were like super over were like eliminated almost immediately. Like Luke Perry's son, Jungle Boy. <laughs> what? <laughs> Luke Perry's son. Is it wrestler? Yes. Jungle Boy. Google it. I had no idea. Yeah. What? You didn't know either? No. But yeah, he looks almost exactly like him, except he has like this luxurious, like his hair is like, I remember at the APW show, uh, I went to like, like one of the ones I, the one I went to before that people were chanting Mimi Siku and George of the Jungle <laughs> at him. And then he, I think, and then he like ran into something. And I think a fan in the front row was like, you should have watched out for the tree. Oh my God. It was fucking brilliant. But yeah, it was a 30 man and there's just a bunch of people in it. Um um fucking what's his name? Oh my god, why am I forgetting his name? The the Uso one. Oh, Junior Fatu? Uh Jacob Fatu. Yes. He won. Oh, okay. Yeah, the final two were was uh him and Willie Mack. Oh wow, that's cool. Yes. And so going into it, they had to change um, one of the matches, obviously, because Adam Thornstow got hurt. Yeah. And so ugh. it was turned into a four-way match between Lust of the Legend. Um, you can ignore the button. It's fine. Um, Lust oh, of the sorry. Legend, Jeff Cobb, uh, John Morrison, and uh, Brian Cage. 
Oh, wow. For the title. It was a fucking nutso match. It was good, though. It was nuts. They pulled out all the stops and were doing all these crazy things. There was a part where um, uh, Luster I ha- had someone, I-, I can't remember which one it was, and I believe it was the Boston Crab, but I'm not sure. And then... Um, uh, Jeff Cobb like tried to like get him out of like get him out of it, and Lester spit on him. Oh my god! It was the most crust punk thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> but yeah, it, um, anyways, um, Jeff Cobb's a new champion now. That's great. Yes, um, I'm just skipping all around in terms of the events that went on. That's um, fine. Will Cuevas was defending his title against my boy. The nice, such a nice dude. David confirmed this. He was like, wow, he's really nice. And I was like, I know that's why he's the best. Carl Fredericks, um, who is surprise. He won and I was really happy. And so he's the new internet champion for APW and he deserves it. He is a super nice guy, has the softest wrestling t-shirt I've ever owned. And I own like too many wrestling t-shirts. Um, it's so soft and he was, his little niece was there and she's like this chubby little toddler and she was wearing a really tiny big F and deal shirt. Oh my God. And it was real cute. That's but great. yeah, we took a picture afterwards. He's like, come and find me. He wanted to know where I was when I was in the audience. And then he like pointed at me and stuff when he, after he won and I was like really happy. He's really cool and super nice. So if you guys haven't seen him wrestle, if you finally do go and talk to him, he's a really cool guy. He's from, um, uh, uh, Nevada. Re- yeah, Reno. Like he lives right? in Reno now, yeah. But yeah, he's really cool. That show was really great, um, despite some shitty people being there. But yeah, I finally met Candace. Oh, cool. Yes, I finally met Candace. I took a picture and I sent it to Chuck Taylor and said, Corndog says hi. And his response was, tell her to go to hell. <laughs> 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 but um, the, the cage match, it took them forever to set up the freaking cyclone fence. Yeah, uh, I talked to a friend of the show, Richard, and he he confirmed. Yeah, Richard was sitting two people next to me. (laughs) He told me it took them forever to put up the cage. Yeah, there was people walking around with like tons of like like cotton candy and they had like um, blue raspberry lemonade and stuff. It was awesome. You can get pizza and shit like that. It was great. I think there was a part where Carl Fredericks, Carl Fredericks comes out to Kanye West. Yeah. And Holland took a picture of me dancing to Carl Frederick's theme. Nice. It was embarrassing, to say the least. Uh, but yeah. How was, was the main event? The main event, it was really good. Joey Ryan started bleeding. My and God. Cody Rhodes didn't break the ring. Oh, um, good. <laughs> yeah, Joey Ryan started bleeding. He did a, oh, what was it? It was a superplex off the top of the top of the cage. I'm not sure. I can't remember. But um, this is what happens when I skip stuff and I don't like the guy behind me was taking notes and the person that was next to him was like, why does he keep doing that? And I'm like, this because it's his thing. He was talking about the um, Jeff Cobb's moves. He was like, why does he keep doing them like that? It looks like he's doing them wrong. And I was like, this asshole better get his this like explained to right now. And then he said during the Shotzi Blackheart, Rachel Ellering, Candice LeRae match, which I forgot to mention, he said the girl looks like. He, he was like, oh, so this is basically like Shotzi, the, like that girl with the green hair against Alexa Bliss and then so-and-so. And I turned around and I was like, how dare you <laughs> to his face? I was like, any other indie fan would freaking punch you if you even compared Alexa Bliss, even said Alexa Bliss about Candice LeRae. Are you fucking kidding? <laughs> no. <laughs> his friend was giving him this look like, oh, my God, I can't believe you just said that. It was real bad. But... um. At the end of the match, they had the door open the whole time. 
and Richard couldn't get over it. Oh, really? They had the, yeah, they had the door open the whole time, and so Joey kept trying to escape, and it was just like this chaos, like clusterfuck of a, you know, obviously Joey Ryan loves to have those weirdo spectacle matches, but um, two people were walking around the ring dressed in all black, wearing um, like gold dust stardust masks. Yeah. And we were like, what the hell? And I turned to David and I said, 20 bucks, one of them's Candace. Because they were really small. But there was two of them. So I was like, what the hell? Like, what is what is up with that? And uh, Joey, like, like fell down or something. And one of them snuck in. And she's wearing all black. And I was like, it's Candace. It's fucking Candace. She had her hood up. She was really small. And it was Candace. She pulled the mask off after she freaking did a balls plexed, I believe. I believe that's what she did to Cody Rhodes. And then Brandy came in and then Joey like super kicked Brandy in the face on accident. Oh. And it was just a clusterfuck. Wow. Yeah, it was crazy. But um, yeah, I finally got to meet Candace. I had never met Candace before. Joey was bleeding everywhere and didn't bother to clean his face off. So when I went to go say bye, I was like, Joey, why is your face still bloody? <laughs> like it was just dry blood all over his face. Yuck. But yeah, it was really fun. They're going to do another show at the Cow Palace, I believe, in July. No, I th- I think it's later than that. But yes, they they have. Oh confirmed. no no no! It's September thirtieth. I remember now. Yeah, they have because I remember turning to Richard and going, "Watch, that's the same weekend as Bola." Oh uh, oh my god! It might be. That would be a fucking nightmare because Bola's already. We had talked. I had talked with a couple other people who are regulars at PWG that were at the Cow Palace show, and they had said PWG's kind of screwed right now in terms of Bola because a lot of their star power is gone and not available anymore. True. So what are they going to do? And Mikey's like, do you think Chuck's going to win this year? And I looked at him and I was like, don't ask me that question. (laughs) It's time for them to, I don't know, make new stars, maybe bring some people. Yeah. Mikey said that he's been throwing. He was like, yeah, I've been. um," He was like, because Super Dragon hasn't really heard much about Jimmy Havoc, but I keep tossing that name at him every time they talk about it. I'm like, you should get Jimmy Havoc. And I've mentioned J.R. Kratos to him and all these other people that you could totally give chances to. And I was like, Chris Brooks would be a great one if you're looking for somebody from the UK. He's upcoming and really good. Um, And yeah, Mikey was like, yeah, he is really good. I heard of him, too. So it's like they have they have a bunch of other choices. They just need to branch out and look for more people. So and hurry their asses up. She gets Fred Yehi. Who is Yehi? He's Yehi. And he just uh, I got my Fred Yehi shirt in the mail today. Are you wearing it now? I am not. No. Shame. I'm not wearing a wrestling shirt either now, actually, though. So my bad. All right. You need to get me a Mojo Rally shirt when he finally gets shirts. He has a shirt. Um, it's just it just says um, stay hyped. It's not for sale anymore. What? You can't get it. It Whoa, just they just have one that says uh, Bromy on it. Oh, oh, right, right, right. I would totally get the stay hyped one, though. Are you fucking kidding? But yeah, Monday Night Raw was the thing that happened that I watched and you didn't, apparently. All right. So here we go. Do you have the do you at least have the the stencil of what happened? Or no? No, I don't even have that. Okay, do you want me to do it? The abridged version, as I put in parentheses? That's fine, but let me first say, I start. Yes. I started to watch uh, Monday Night Raw. I started it. And I believe it starts out with... Who comes out first? Just tell me. D- Dean. Dean comes out first, and he says... It opens with him backstage. Yeah, and he's on the phone, and he's talking to Kurt Angle. And he has then, the worst ringtone of all time. Yes. And like, of all things that you could give him, that one... You would expect him to have the most ridiculous ringtone, like such a weird song of some sort or a really unexpected song. But that ringtone. Yeah. And then he calls that one that one stagehand La Bamba. Yeah. <laughs> so we head to the ring. Yeah. Yes. To D- Dino chant. Dean's out first. 
This is how interested I I am in the show already. Are you drinking? Yeah, I'm just I'm Was that ice I heard? It was. So Oh my god. Dean comes out and he, I believe he says that well or nope, that's my scenario that I'm going to put forth here cuz we're in London, right? Yes. For the O2? Yes. And he says Kurt Angle couldn't be here so he put me in charge. And First then, of all, did I miss something? Why on earth would Kurt even do that? I don't think he did. I don't think. But then, I mean, it was kind of validated by the Miz coming out and saying he told me that I'm also in charge. And Stephanie did, or Stephanie did, and I immediately stopped caring. And I, I looked up on paper. It looks great. I looked in up, fan theory. It sounds great. I looked up the results after this segment, and I looked up and down the card, and I said, "You know what? I'm good." And I just stopped watching. Do you know what would have been better? I'll tell you what would have been better. William Regal? Yes. Why don't we have... The answer to all questions. Why don't we have The Miz and Dean come out and then be, well, who's in control? And it's like, well, I don't know. And then have William Regal come out. We all know... Remember when Dean had that whole feud with William Regal? No. It was in FCW. It was great. Cut some fucking brilliant promos. I mean, we all know who William Regal is. The people in London will know who William Regal is. He they can just better. he can just say, I'm on loan from NXT. Obviously, I'm in a position of power there, but Kurt Angle wanted me to come over and he's and he also thought, and you could have thrown this in, it would have it's a nice birthday present for me to run one of the two uh main shows. Y'all should then, hire John. Then you could get the birthday in there for William Regal. I don't understand. It would have been better. You could have done so much more with just having Regal there just for a one-off thing. I think that would have been fun, and they didn't do it, and I just, I didn't care. So It was a clusterfuck. It sounded like like it was. Yeah, like, I honestly, like, it. so it opened with Dean coming out, and I will never get sick of seeing that wedding ring. I love it so much. Um, (laughs) But I I was instantly confused. I was like, did I miss something because I didn't watch last week? Like, why on earth would that happen? But then Miz interrupted all hail and fans along the ramp were bowing to the Miz as they should as they should be yes yes um i don't know who set up that sound system cuz you wouldn't you wouldn't understand what i'm talking about but there was a couple of kids that you could hear loudly above all the rest who were probably behind the commentary table and it was annoying as fuck because not only they were they off in all of their chants but they were also obnoxious kids so it's like you could you could hear them as if they were miked It was extremely annoying. But um, Dean, like Miz was talking like they just went off on each other and just did their whole like Miz and Dean like great on the mic thing. And Miz was saying how when he gets he's going to make this as a co GM, he's going to make this uh, Monday Night Raw. And he was about to he said awesome. And as he was in the middle of saying awesome, Dean put his took his hand up and went and made that noise and went (laughs) into the mic. And it was just the noise he made. Like interrupting him was so organic and hilarious that I was like, that's brilliant. That's what I need. I need less planned out Dean Ambrose and more completely improvised Dean Ambrose. But then Braun Strowman appears. Ah, yes. With it in a a sling. Yes. To thank you, Strowman chants. And then I believe he starts to say that he wants to fight Brock Lesnar. Yeah. And And then Finn comes out. No, no, but that was I, last I had week. made a note before that, that how is it that can, Dean can be so amazing at acting and be fucking terrible at it at the same time? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 
like he's so good but at the same time it's like he so easily crosses over that line into being horrible and i can't tell what it is that makes him do that and it's fucking annoying but finn did not come out Callisto did and literally no one cheered not a single person he got two words into his stupid thing and he fucked up two words that's all he could get out before he messed up his lines I don't know what um, WWE's fascination is with having Kalisto talk it's a good lucha thing it's for it's good for lucha business it's just I, I don't understand yeah but anyways he asks for a match with Braun he asks Dean mind you not Miz who is also still in the ring Yes. And Braun says, I crushed you like an empty beer can. And I thought, hmm, a beer can's probably the nicest thing Kalisto's ever been compared to. (laughs) But um, he stupidly says, Braun does, that he could beat Kalisto with one arm. And Dean goes, well, that's going to be a match now. (laughs) Yeah, I did see that. That's as far as I got. Yeah, and Braun was like, but I said I was injured. And he's like, yeah, but you said you could beat him with one arm. So this match is going to be Braun's versus the world's world's bravest tiny little man. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Jesus. Congratulations, Dean, though. Like, got the best line out of a Miz from the whole night. Miz said, Congratulations, Dean. Ten minutes into being general manager, and you already ended Kalisto's career. <laughs> and then he said, What's next? Electrified ring ropes, junkyard brawl, Jack and Coke on a pole match. <laughs> oh, and geez. Dean was like, I don't I won't argue with any of those ideas. <laughs> It was honestly really great. But then he, um, Dean, totally the pants in this relationship somehow, um, makes the first match Miz versus Finn Balor. Yes. And my question is for you, which you, you'll you get what I'm saying, is why does everyone, and when I say everyone, I mean Booker T, keep calling Finn Balor a kid? He's 35. Um, <laughs> why? Because that's how, how grizzled young Grizzled old vets talk to grizzled young vets. That makes no sense. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why you he calls him a kid. just want to use the word grizzled twice in one sentence. I did. I, I honestly don't know why they call him a kid. I mean, maybe it's he's a kid because he's just made it up here into the WWE. I have no idea. I'm just like, bro, he's 35. Yeah. But still, anyways, Miz cheats, shocker, and blames Maurice's assault on the referee on Finn. And he ends up winning via disqualification. But then Dean comes out and restarts the match because he's like, nah, I see what you did there. We're not starting off this raw with any disqualifications. Are you kidding me? This match is starting over again. Maurice, get out. You're banned from ringside. And the match happened again. And Finn Balor won. Oh, you know what? I actually watched. Now that I think about it, I watched that whole match and I rather enjoyed it. Really? It was pretty good, despite the fact that you totally knew it was going to happen. At first, I was like, of course he got disqualified or of course he got disqualified. This fucking stupid. Then Dean came out. And I'm like, oh, thank fucking God. The only time you ever see that. Did you see the meme going around where people were showing a picture of Mick Foley and it's like old, crazy looking Mick Foley and says Mick Foley is GM of Raw. And then underneath it is like really stressed out looking Kurt Angle. And this is Kurt Angle in charge of Raw. And then below it's a picture of Dean's face after he rigs Seth's briefcase to blow slime in his face. No, I haven't seen that. And it's the picture of Dean smiling and laughing. And it goes, Dean Ambrose put in charge of Raw for GM. Oh, my God. And it's very accurate. Um, But anyways, Finn Balor wins. Is this where you stopped watching? Yes. Okay. So after that um, was a backstage segment with Alexa. I've heard of her. You know what else? I left a point. You just made the list. Nailed it. There we go. And Naya. And I guess last (laughs) week... 
um, Alexa just went off on in the, the locker room, I guess, right? You watched it last week, right? Oh, yes. She she was standing on the um, on the pedestal in the middle of the ring. Yeah, she went off on the entire roster except for Nia. Yeah, and Nia was like, did you mean what you said? That I'm great? And I was like, oh, dude, Nia, that sounded that sounded and made me so weirdly sad. <laughs> Who are you, Chris Jericho? You're not allowed to say really unintentionally depressing things. Um, but I am a huge fan of sassy Nia. Yes. She, she did some quirky, sassy, like, sassy black lady faces to Alexa, and it was amazing. And I was like, I like this, Naya. I like her a lot. She can stay. Because she was like, you just made yourself a best friend. And so she's like like siding with Alexa for tonight. Because Alexa was like, um, I can't give you a match because the GM's not here because she didn't want to give Naya a match after she takes on Bailey. Yeah. Because she was like, I don't make the matches. And then she just gave her some bullshit excuse. And I was like, okay, but you talk to him when he gets back. But for today, you have a best friend. So she's taking care of her for the night, I guess. But um, next after that, keep in mind, listeners, that I had to watch it on Hulu. So there are some parts that were skipped out. You're probably better off. Yeah. Well, cruiserweight matches are probably cut. But anyways, it's Alexa with Nia ringside against Mickey James, who appropriately enough brings Bailey with her ringside. They were weirdly matching because they like the same color schemes. Um, man, the UK loves inaudible chants a lot. <laughs> they were doing a them lot. on. Uh, well, actually, we'll get to SmackDown. Never mind. But yeah, they love those inaudible, ch- uh, like inaudible chants, except for the "Hey Mickey, you're so fine" chant. <laughs> Which was touche. Mickey looked beautiful. She looked so like she usually is really pretty, but she just looked extra pretty on Monday. I don't know why. Um, Naya tries with a distraction during the match, but gets a crossbody from Bailey. So it couldn't happen. But um, Alexa ends up getting the win weirdly enough because her ring awareness at the end of that match was really off. So I'm like, how did she win that when Mickey like clearly like that wasn't a powerful enough move to like finish the whole. It just weirded me out the end. Um, but, uh, Alexa tries to beat on Mickey afterwards, but then Bailey comes into Mickey's rescue and then chases Alexa away, you know, the usual stuff. And then Naya beats up Mickey and then stuff and things. Um, and it transitions to backstage with Dean and the Miz and the Miz is, you know, in his normal way, all pissy and fuck. So he makes a Bray, uh, versus Dean match for the night and Dean is has like everything all planned on a clipboard and he's talking with the stage hands and Miz was like you have an office and he's like yeah I took a shower in my office oh my god because he was like you never shower and he's like oh yeah I just did in my office <laughs> but um there was a, a Charlie and Samoa Joe like um interview and then Seth comes in and it's just like a wild beat down ensues um, Braun versus Kalisto. Uh, Braun has a total botch when he calls Roman Reigns a pathetic coward. <laughs> <laughs> the match literally, the match starts, and I think he kicks Kalisto like all the way across the ring, and that's the last time you see Kalisto for the rest of the thing because Roman Reigns comes out. <laughs> <laughs> so he just kicks him off screen, basically. Basically. That's amazing. Yeah, and the guy, and and then um. What I just thought was funny was the guy with the Superman tattoo gets Superman punched like three times. How sad is that? Pretty, pretty sad. But yeah, they beat each other around the ring. And yeah, that's where that ended. Um, (laughs) After that was the most important thing. The tag team turmoil, which you heard that was going to happen, right? Yes. 
Yeah, tag team turmoil. So it was um, obviously it it opened with Shame Zaro versus Enzo and Cass, who on my end, at least, I don't know if anyone else got gypped or I say I was lucky that they cut out Enzo and Cass's entrance. So he just got Shame Zaro's entrance. And I thought, good. Thank God. Um, Somehow Cass got Tanner, but that might have been because at the moment I looked at him, he was standing next to the milkiest of milkmen, Seamus. True. So who Corey Graves called um, the alabaster gladiator. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. (laughs) It's terrible. But um, it had uh, Enzo gets an Irish curse backbreaker and is outside the ring. And he's literally like, ow, 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 as it cuts to break. (laughs) And it comes back of him. Like he's outside the ring just going, ow, ow, ow. And it comes back to Cesaro straight up stomping an Enzo into oblivion. He's like back nice. in the ring and Cesaro was like crushing him. I half expected him to stomp away like Chuck Taylor. That's how much he was stomping on him. Damn. He was like getting carried away. I was expecting a Chuck Taylor moment. But um, Enzo ends up tapping and so they're eliminated. Who do you think comes up next, John? Team that comes up next? Yeah, because it's just going to be random tag teams coming out. Um, Golden Truth? No, but they do come out, obviously. Is uh, Heath and Rhino. Oh. And they, they duke it out on the ramp, appropriately enough, redhead versus redhead, hair versus no hair. <laughs> and England started a he's got kids chant in the most British of all accented chants. He's got kids. Of course. Uh, and that's exactly how it sounded. The whole building. I was like, shit, really? You all have to sound like that? <laughs> but um, it trans. And then like after he's chanting, he's got kids. So I was like, oh, he has kids. OK, he has kids. And he kicks him in the dick. And then the chant goes to no more kids afterwards, <laughs> <laughs> which is very funny. But uh, Heath and Rhino get eliminated, and the entire match, basically, for that part was mainly just, it was Cesaro versus Heath, almost, the whole time. And, because uh, Rhino just kept getting booted out of the ring by Sheamus. And so, like, the whole match was carried by Heath, <laughs> like, wow, which is crazy. Yeah, and then the club comes out, and they get eliminated in less than two minutes. Damn. They get less ring time than Golden Truth and Heath and Rhino. And Heath got more ring time than both of them. Jesus. Yeah, that's sad. Like, and he put up a longer fight and it was just him. Like what? That is so weird that they just get buried that fast. Like everyone else got a way longer chance and then they just like literally lost like immediately. That's very strange. It was very weird. But then after that, like obviously the only tag team that could come out was Golden Truth. And like, I like to call this. It was pretty interesting that they had all of those matches together because it was it showcased Cesaro and Sheamus very well. They're excellent as a tag team. They're very good. Yeah, they've become very, very good. They're amazing. Like, I I just called this segment How to Tag Team by Cesaro and Sheamus. Like, it was just brilliantly done. Like, the whole thing, like, every time a team would come out, they just planned it out perfectly. And you could see their teamwork. And it was very well, like, the storytelling was very well executed. Which was pretty great. Like, I don't know. I love R-Truth's finisher so much. What is their finish again? R-Truth's finisher? Yes. It's the axe kick. Oh, right. Like the twisted one. Yes. And I love axe kicks. Booker T had a great axe kick. Huh? Booker T had a great axe kick. Yeah, he did, but he doesn't do the twist that um, R-Truth does. 
No, it does not. He Archer does. It's not really an axe case, more like a like a scissor kick kind of thing with like a twist. Yeah. But um, it was honestly like I love that finisher so much. But um, Cesaro and Sheamus end up winning, and then the Hardys come out, and Jeff Hardy didn't skip, and I was really disappointed. Wow, he didn't skip to the ring, huh? No, 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 that swinging army greatness. I remember one of the notes my brother said when he was talking about uh, payback was how much I had texted you this, where he he said that Jeff Hardy looks like Riff Raff. Do you know who Riff Raff yes, is? Yes, I do know who Riff Raff is. Does he not look like Riff Raff? Listeners, if you don't know who Riff Raff is, Google that and then try and tell me you don't think they look alike. <laughs> you won't be able to because they totally look alike. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah. But yeah, the Hardys came out and. Cesaro was like stomping on Golden Truth outside. Like, the Hardys came into the ring, and Cesaro and Sheamus had like, like you know, you know, like in those war movies where they've cleared house and they're just kicking the dead bodies like away, like he, off the yeah. ship in a pirate movie. That's yes. what it's like when they <laughs> Cesaro was just Cesaro and Sheamus were just <laughs> kicking them out of the ring. Oh my god! But they get out of the ring, and the Hardys are in there, and Cesaro is outside. I can't remember. I don't know which one member of Golden Truth it was, but he, like, stomped him a couple more times. And then the Hardys, like, looked at him, and he, like, skittered away, like, okay, okay, I'm leaving. Jeez. Damn. He, like, stomped on him, and he's like, okay, God, I just had to get, like, he just was all, like, sassy and ridiculous. It was hilarious. But um, there was just, like, there was not very many segments i would say during this which is pretty i like that yeah and they didn't do as many on smackdown either really but they've been turning fucking uh, talking smack into less interviews more to backstage interview segments oh. which is fucking annoying no but, um, yeah samoa joe versus seth rollins i find myself liking seth more and more each week and i am so embarrassed to admit it my god and then I watched the ride along episode before we recorded and I like Seth even more and it's fucking annoying. And it's also the month of May and my WWE calendar has a picture of Seth. Wow. I kept January up for like way too long because it was Dean Ambrose. And then you just immediately went to Seth. Yeah, I just immediately went to Seth because it went into like, I think February was fucking Dolph Ziggler past March. My birth month was Seamus, hard pass. And then it was like New Day, and then it went to um, Seth. Um, I don't think we've mentioned this. Uh, all three members of the Shield are on Raw now. Yes, I believe we have mentioned that. I couldn't remember if we had, but I had just remembered that. Just thought I just would now. point that out. Gonna get a reunion, maybe? Mayhaps? I don't know. Maybe. Um, Maybe. <laughs> At this point, I'm like, whatever. But... um like raw tonight you watched the finn balor match how many sling blades did he do i think he did like three yeah and then seth did a sling blade or yeah because seth does it too sling blade city i feel like somebody's got to um talk to somebody and figure out who's gonna do that i don't know i feel like seth needs more in his arsenal yeah i agree but i kind of feel like finn was if we're talking just wwe wise i feel like finn might have been doing it first but I yeah, could, he was. I could Seth be did it every once in a while. I don't know. But uh, Samoa Joe beats Seth um, onto an exposed turnbuckle that Seth had accidentally pulled away when Samoa Joe was carrying him and he was trying to hold on and he like pulled the turnbuckle off. And Seth wins via disqualification because Samoa Joe will like wants to crack his crack Seth's sternum on the exposed turnbuckle apparently. Oh wow. Um. The yeah. The main event was Dean versus Bray with Miz on commentary. 
Oh, um, man. I legit had to fast forward like three or four whole minutes to get through Bray's bullshit theatrics. <laughs> I am so fucking over it. Over it. And I, I say this every week. I can't stand Bray Wyatt. I can't stand him. Um, I love Kooky. I like I love Dean. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Everybody knows that. But Kooky Dean is not in my taste. Like, yeah, I'm not the... sure how I feel about Kooky Dean. Honestly, I'm kind of over weird. it. It makes him dumb. And like, I miss the Dean that isn't scared of anybody. Like that I'm sly and calculating and you don't you don't fuck with me. I'm incredibly intelligent. I'm absolutely psychotic. I'm scary. Like the old Dean wouldn't flinch at Bray Wyatt doing that weird backbend thing. The old Dean wouldn't flinch at Braun Strowman in that o- opening segment. The old Dean's not an idiot. Why do they why do they I have turn no into idea. like this giant goofball? Like I love Dean, I do, but I miss the old Dean. Like I miss Shield Dean. Like yeah. he cracked, which I understand, but he hasn't. That doesn't affect your intelligence. Yeah, I agree. I one hundred percent. I don't agree. know, but it's very I want strange. a fan sign for once, just to say no one cares, Bray. <laughs> that would make my fucking day for sure. Because they act like they don't give a shit. Yeah. Because as they write, they rightfully just shouldn't. But yeah, it closed out the show with that. Um, I don't remember who won. I do believe that the Miz came down at some point. Um, yeah, the Miz came down at some point. So I believe obviously Miz was on top, Dean was on bottom. So whatever happened, happened. But SmackDown, which you did watch, so I'm gonna let you take the reins on that one. Okay, SmackDown Live. I watched Sweet. I actually didn't finish watching it, so Whoa. Yeah. And Agree I'll tell you, you why. Though, yet again, too much pyrotechnics in the opening. <laughs> yeah, like really? What's going on with this? But So you noticed that too? It went on yeah. way too long. Very long. So we open <laughs> we open the show with Randy Orton, and I don't know why it said it like that, but I'm going to keep it in. I feel like because you started to say open the show wrong, and you just kept going with it. Yeah. I Own think, it, John. I Own your verbal faux pas. I think that's exactly what happened. Do uh, a good Lucha thing. <laughs> Randy Orton comes out, and he's like, yeah, I beat that guy that's on the other show now. It's all good, guys. And then the man who is unhinderable... Gender I don't Mahal. Think that's a word. It is now. I think gender would approve of it. Hinderable. Hinder Mahal. Hinder Mahal. Gender Mahal comes out, and man, I'm really liking Gender Mahal and what's going on with his stuff right now. I'm not liking his mic skills. <laughs> you know what? Didn't said, wasn't he talking like super low? Um, it seemed I don't, like he I was talking low. He doesn't. He doesn't make any sense when he talks. He straight up was like, Randy. I didn't take anything. I didn't steal anything. I simply took. I simply took what I'm going to win. And I was like, wait, hold up. How are you saying that you didn't take anything and then go on to say that you did take something? Yeah, that made absolutely no sense. But No I did, sense at all. I did love his promo pictures, though. Those were, That reminded me of Rusev. Yeah, definitely. That was some weird like Rusev twist to it. And then I believe the chants <laughs> they were saying, were they saying, who are they? I think so, yeah. That's who are you? Who are you? That's a fun chant. Uh, Kevin it Owens comes out after that. And the new he, face of America is Canadian. The new face of America, once again. And he tells Orton and Jinder that nobody cares about them or where they're from or whatever. Well, he's kind of right. Very true. And then he says, after I'm done with AJ Styles, I'm going to come in for that title. And then I'm going to have all the belts because I'm Kevin Owens. Um, He could fit in all the belts. True. But... um. 
Randy Orton, my favorite thing was Randy just slowly pacing or not moving in the ring like, oh my God, are you guys fucking done? Yes. <laughs> he was so over it. It was hilarious. <laughs> AJ so Styles. In- yes. Comes out. The most over man in the O2 arena. Oh my Lord. And he says some things. And then, I mean, let's see, we have a table for four. So it must be time for a big breakfast. Ugh. Nailed it. I wrote, go away, Corbin. The car is full. Catch the next one. My favorite part about Baron Corbin coming out, he's like, you guys, you guys are... Di-. And then Sammy Zane just comes and kicks the shit out of him. Yeah, I had finished writing Catch the Next One, and then I kept saying, except you, Sammy, there's always room for you. <laughs> I love that. Because nobody cares, Baron Corbin. Hey, I care, Baron Corbin. I care about you and your They're banter. only down for English breakfast, not big breakfast. Oh, wow. You can fuck off. Wow. So they all fight each other, and then that's going to set up a six-man tag match that I didn't watch. We'll get to way too many people in the ring. (laughs) We'll get to why in a second here. Yes. Uh, We had James Ellsworth with Carmella and Tamina. Given Um, that bitchy side eye to Ellsworth and it was hilarious. And (laughs) so the match we ended up having was Becky Lynch versus Natalia. And I thought the match was it was fine. It, you know, it furthered this story of the what, what did they call them? The welcoming committee. I have a side note, though. Tell me if you understand if you see what I'm thinking, though, is Ellsworth, when he talks, he always looks like he can't even believe what's coming out of what is what he's saying. Probably. Like he can't even believe it as he says it. Probably. Like he's just now hearing his own voice or has uncontrollable word vomit. Yes. Or he's been like imperious curse. Like he's saying these things and his face isn't reflecting what he's saying. And it's so confusing. But they call out Natalia, and then Naomi's entire jacket blow- glows. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah. And she, her skills on the mic are so good. Like she's real as hell, and I love it. Yeah. So glowfire. Can we? Yeah, glowfire. Yeah. Can we please talk about what was with everyone getting these long introductions before this match? So we had the Ellsworth, Carmella, Tamina introducing Natalia. And then after that, we had Naomi introducing Becky Lynch. It wasn't that one wasn't that long, though. I, this this whole thing was long. And then after that, the match st- is about to start. And then Charlotte comes out and she's like, everyone's getting long introductions, but I don't need an introduction. And I was like, I was like, oh, man, I'm feeling the same way I was about Raw. Oh, no. But I kept watching. And the Becky Lynch Natalia match was uh, I had fun. I thought it was it was good, and it tells the story of the yeah, welcoming committee being a cohesive unit, and the um, Natalia gl- would have a really lame stable called the welcoming committee. She would. She totally would. I don't even know <laughs> if that's what they're called, but they might as well be called the welcoming the, committee. the book club. The book club. The sm- <laughs> SmackDown book club. SmackDown apparently wants half the roster to have TV time before the ten minute mark. It wasn't even ten minutes in. Yeah. True. <laughs> Uh, Natalia ends up winning via distraction from Charlotte. Unintentional distraction. Yes. Then we had... And they're now an alliance, by the way. They're now... Yeah, they're now in an alliance, and they're they're all shaking hands or doing stuff. I don't know. We need to talk about the fashion police, because... Yes. Oh, my God. I was dying. So there was just so many great things about this. The foggy apple. I loved that. The Cheerio, no thank you, I've already had breakfast. Yes. The Uggos, in referring to the Usos. 
Um, and then I just love, I laughed so hard that there's just a small room where the Ascension are just screaming at each other. <laughs> I thought that was the funniest thing ever. They just... There were so many, oh my god, there were so many things about it. It was executed in such a British comedy style format. Yes. Like, it reminded me of the IT crowd almost, like just Fandango dipping his finger and licking the paint and then going, that's lead. It had me dying. <laughs> and then he goes on to lick it again when he sees another one on the wall like it's something different. It's, oh my God. And then I also loved... He said, who cares which one? He said, who cares which one is which, honestly? <laughs> True. I love the, I'm getting too old for this shirt and then you'll grow into it. There, It was... That, so funny. That entire segment was amazing. I loved, I loved it. how the door was locked with a pin pad. Yes. And he tried <laughs> to open it with a pin pad and they tried to kick it in and then just opened it. I like how the whole time, like, what? Okay, first of all, what the fuck kind of closet was that? I have what was no the idea. actual use of that? That's the best part. It was just a place <laughs> where the Ascension goes to yell at each other. <laughs> that shows you, honestly, how forgettable the Ascension is. Like, they were leading and talking like they were talking about the Usos, like leading up to it, despite the paint totally being the wrong color. And it was the Ascension. And we were still like, oh, like completely forgot they existed. Like you knew the paint was the wrong color, but at no moment do you ever think you were going to get swerved. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that was so funny. Like, and I love how it was done in the Law and Order format. It was so fucking yes. brilliant. Oh, that segment was was so great. It's. It's great. I mean, I think, I don't know if you've noticed, I've kind of been a little meh on the brand split or shakeup or whatever. No, I, I have been too. They didn't really change like really all that much, but for some reason it's just not as good, you know? But I mean, this, this is great. This is amazing. And I'm glad that, I mean, I, yeah, I'm glad Fandango is getting, you know, back in the spotlight, but I'm more glad that Tyler Breeze has found something to do because he was just lost in the shuffle so badly. Yeah, he was. So this is... I'd, remind me to talk about that um, like later after this because they do talk about it on. Um, did you notice how complimentary JBL was being of Brizongo? No, I didn't. He was being so he was like, they're weird, but they're great. Like <laughs> it was super. The reason I watched Talking Smack and it was Renee and JBL. Like, remind me to get to that, but it was this weird JBL, like, I don't know. Well, just go, Luke Harper versus Eric Rowan. We'll get to the, the talking smack afterwards. Yes, Luke Harper versus Eric Rowan. Uh, Eric Rowan has improved a lot. I am. Uh, I don't know how long you can go with this. Yeah. Idiot savant gimmick. Basically, his gimmick is he used to be in the Wyatt family. That's his gimmick. And I, well, I don't know, actually, that could be Luke Harper's gimmick, too, but at least Luke Harper's a little more unique. Luke Harper, like a car mechanic? Yes. Oh, big rig driver? He has, he literally, his his gimmick has been the same for the past 15 years. Yeah, it hasn't changed at all. <laughs> like, it literally hasn't changed at all. Like, it's nice to know that Rowan still has his little kid music. Yeah, you know what? I, I think at this point I didn't have the sound on when he came walking down the ring. I was like, ooh, does he still have his little kid music? And yep, sure enough, he does. Like, did you hear the Fire Bradshaw chants? No, I didn't. They were super, super loud at the beginning <laughs> of that match. They were so loud. Like, it was to the point where Tom had to acknowledge them by saying the fans are really riled up. 
because you couldn't ignore how loud it was. Wow. It was insane. But that match, like the ending, it was just it was just disappointing. Yeah. Yeah, it was. I mean, Rowan gets the win. Yeah, it was a little bit, but I mean Remember remember when they tried to push the idiot savant gimmick? Where when he would the like, row, when he would he was like, he's a winemaker and can solve a Rubik's Cube in thirty seconds. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, Eric Rowan. It's so bad. <laughs> so bad. So, <laughs> so you know what's really bad? Dolph Ziggler and Shinsuke segment. Here we go. So this is what this here's what happens. I wrote down Dolph Ziggler, who cares? And I will tell you exactly what happened. I paused it when Shinsuke was about to come out. And I started doing other things. And an hour or so goes by. And I, you know, I'm like, all right, I'm going to go go to bed. And I start closing windows. And I go, why do I have so many windows open? And I looked at one and I brought it up. And it was Dolph Ziggler standing in the ring. And I went, oh, fuck. I forgot to watch SmackDown. And that's how I stopped watching SmackDown. Dolph Ziggler gave you SmackDown amnesia? <laughs> I think... I think that's the title, SmackDown Amnesia. Oh, my God. Yes, that's exactly what happened. Dude, (laughs) I didn't watch it. It was like, I just, like, it was a segment that was way too long. Yeah, I mean, did he? It was way too long. Did he? And I don't know if we talked about this, but why are we having Shinsuke, who doesn't speak very good English, talk with his mouth guard in? To disguise the fact that he does, is hard to understand. But wouldn't he be regardless? harder to understand with the mouth guard in? Maybe. Maybe. Did we skip the... Oh, no, we didn't, did we? Okay, no, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's no, that's as far as I got. Okay, yeah, because that's what I realized as I was asking you. So, after that, when I will take over from here. Um, it was a backstage segment, because you know how they did the six-man tag thing. Right. Um, it was a backstage segment, and Sami Zayn had called AJ Styles and Randy Orton over. And let me just say, Sami Zayn has had way too many Red Bulls. <laughs> that dude. You, okay, you know that meme that's like me trying to explain at length my favorite TV show? Yes. That was Sami Zayn in that segment. Oh, jeez. It was like just his hand gestures were ridiculous. Like, you didn't even have to see what he was talking about to know the feeling of everyone else in the room. Like, it was it was <laughs> ridiculous. Um, and then they just left the room while he was still talking, because poor Sami Zayn. Um, after that was the Ascension versus Brizongo. Weird. Weird. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> my favorite fucking quote of the goddamn night, I fucking hate it when I agree with JBL, and I hate it when JBL says my favorite thing of the entire night. I hate it so much. They're watching the match and they're talking about Brizongo and going against the Usos and stuff. And Tom says the Usos have known each other since birth. And JBL goes, as opposed to what? Age five? They're twins. <laughs> oh, my God. And Tom was like, you know what I went? And he was like, no, you said that they've known each other since birth, you idiot. Of course they have. Oh, my God. It was so funny. That's pretty good. Oh, God. But he was talking, it was during this match, and I wish you had seen it, but it was during this match that JBL was being very complimentary of a team that he would usually just completely tear apart. And it was weird. It was very weird. He was like, the Usos are, he was like, everything JBL was saying on commentary during that match, I 100% agreed with. Wow. It was extremely weird. Yeah, he was like, 
And he was like, Brazongo, they're extremely, they're eccentric, but that's their thing, you know? He was like, that's, they're, they're weird and they can just do that, you know, but they, they are really, really good. And they're like showing that they're good. And I was like, what the hell? Is this like this falsified, like super, what the fuck is this shit? (laughs) It was so weird. But uh, Brizongo ends up picking up the win after they win. Now I I look at this and I'm like, oh, Kevin's going to be so disappointed because he asked a question in the Facebook group regarding the Usos. But the Usos come out and I can't believe you miss this. I'm really disappointed in you now that I look at it. They do a whole completely. Um, oh man, did they cut a promo? Yes, they did. Oh, they basically they're the best. A promo. Oh, they like fuck. freestyled a promo, just saying twelve days you can do this in twelve days you can do this, and it was the funniest thing. Like it was getting so ridiculous that um. I can't tell them apart, so they have Brizongo has a point. One of them was laughing as the other one was talking. Oh my! Okay, I gotta watch. Because he that. was trying not, he was trying not to laugh at how ridiculous the things that were coming out of his brother's mouth were. It was so funny. All right, I will definitely uh, watch that. The twelve days of Oos. That's amazing. The whole thing was just like in twelve days. This twelve days of Oos, man. Um, celebrate them. Um, after that, do you have that button ready, John? Do you? Man, I'm running dangerously low on battery, but I do. Mojo Rally segment. You just made the list. And I texted you earlier today. Yes, he did. What What did I say, John Pingle? You said that Mojo Rally has moved up to spot number two, replacing Tim Donst. And this was a conversation in all caps, you guys. It was. It was in all caps. And I shall... <laughs> read it for you now because it was very funny um it was basically a backstage segment with mojo rally with a giving a bunch of little kids a tour and then he sits them down and he's telling them the story about like growing up like being different and stuff and like talking about andre the giant being different things like that and it was just really cute and super touching and very genuine (laughs) and adorable and i was just gushing over him but it's also because i love mojo rally a lot heads up he liked my tweet again my God. That's without fail every single time. Um, but I said to John, I quote, John, I think it's time he bumped Tim Donce out of the number two spot. I think it's time. To which John says, I mean, yeah, probably. Mojo probably has better lawyers, though. So the restraining order might come through a lot quicker. Yeah, you got to watch. Can't out for you that. just be happy for me, John? Do you even want a wedding invite? <coughs> yeah, I do. It sure doesn't seem like it, though. This is almost an exact reenactment of the conversation. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> Mojo Rally has dethroned Tim Donson's number two, but he will never be number one because number one in my heart is Chuck Taylor. Um, but yeah, there was that segment and it was really extremely freaking cute. A little kid got he was like do you want to touch it and the little kid was like going up to like the trophy and was like getting really close and then Mojo Rally went boo and then the kid kicked him. Oh my God. JBL made an excellent comparison on Talking Smack afterwards, too. It was great regarding that segment. But the main event, Sami Zayn started bleeding. Ooh. Don't know when it happened. But um, there was a really smooth transition into a calf crusher for AJ uh, putting Baron Corbin into a calf crusher. Um, Nice. I liked that match a lot, especially the ending. Like the way they were, they were switching in and out between like you, you knew who was the, the, uh, the legal man, but at the same time, like it was still following the rules and everybody was going in and out. And it was, it was just like when one would leave, another person would, it, it was just really well done. I really liked it. I don't know about everyone else, but 
Um, Jinder ends up picking up the win with a really weak ass looking finisher, which was like the only shitty thing about it. Oh, isn't his finisher what is it? Um, I heard it was a cobra clutch. It was a cobra clutch slam, right? Yeah, but it did Aww. not look good. I really like the Cobra Clutch Slam. That's actually, I really like that as a finish. I It did not look good on Randy Orton. Oh, man. Especially because Randy Orton was at the end of the match looking really strong, and all of a sudden he comes, like, Ginger Mahal comes out with this weak-looking finisher, and then it was like, oh, that was the end. Like, it, it was it was kind of like um, Mickey James being, like, super on the top of the match, and then out of nowhere, Alexa Bliss wins with a, with a finish that wasn't that impressive looking. The DDT? Like, it, no, it wasn't that. Oh. Yeah. All right. It, it was it was just weird. But anyways, going, I have to talk about Talking Smack mainly because JBL just totally threw me off. And I really hope that you could at some point go back and watch it. But it bothers me, first of all, how much Renee likes JBL. They're really good friends. Oh, boy. Yeah. Like, they filmed a rap video in London together last year. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, for the JBL on Cole show, probably. Yeah. But, like, they get along really well, and he's so calm and more likable on Talking Smack. Like, he's not putting off this really douchey character that's just saying ridiculous things and is always, like, talking in all caps. <laughs> Maggle. None of that. Wow. It, it was just, like, very calm and very normal. It was, he's just being conscious about not being a dickhead and saying nice things on purpose, is what I'm telling myself, knowing that JBL's an asshole. But... Saying such nice things about Brizongo, like what is like it was so weird. And he was saying really nice things in general about everyone. Like really like educated, well thought out, good insight on things. It was actually refreshing and I liked it a lot, despite them not having any guests and then just going to interviews of people. They did one with Mojo Rally, um, who is number two on my list, I might add. Babe. Um and it was really good. And afterwards, they had nothing but really nice things to say about him. They're like, yeah, what you see with Mojo Rally is exactly what you get. That's exactly what he's like. He's really nice. He's infectiously happy. He's great to be around. And he's going great places. And I'm so glad that this and this and this. Like, And it was like, wow, where is this coming from? Everybody in the roster likes him. Everyone that works with him likes him. And they were like, I'm just so glad for him is basically what they were saying. They're like, he's so nice. And I can't think of anyone more deserving. And I was like, trying not to cry. no that's a lie i was just like yeah amen i agree with that dude's awesome but uh yeah that was the end of that i didn't want to write too many notes knowing that you didn't watch talking smack so but it it was really good i i do hope that it goes back to i i'm assuming that it changed formats because of daniel bryan right really did you have to name your kid birdie that's so strange so hipster and then i oh my god i was like why didn't you just name why didn't you just name your kid my parents were hippies except there weren't hippies because it's not the 60s whatever daniel bryan birdie joe birdie your child's I know name I is can Birdie. Almost tell exactly what Nikki's face looked like when Brie told her what the name was. <laughs> <laughs> like I could, I know exactly. Birdie uh. Joe just sounds like a noise that John Cena would make at his entrance music. <laughs> That's amazing. Think about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. That's great. Now you won't be able to unhear it. That's um, amazing. But we did get questions. We did. Should we, we go got, into those? Because we, we don't want like we already have a long episode. We got a and bunch of questions. This was supposed to be a half ass episode. This was supposed to be a half ass episode. Um, 
we can go into the questions. I'm going to say, I at work today, I said, Richard, I need questions. And he's like, do you want serious questions or just like regular questions? What? Is this a serious podcast, Richard? So Get real. I'm going to hold off on those two questions because they, they're super serious. In depth. And I, I want to go over them. I'd rather go over them um, when we have a friend of the show, Courtney, on. Yes, so, she'd be great. We're, we're, you should, that means you have to give the not serious questions that were asked on Facebook. Um, so <laughs> let's see. Um, will you be having Mojo Rally on the podcast soon? Marianne, that's all up to you. I said, don't even tempt me, man. I mean, try it. Try and get them on the podcast. I'm serious. Honestly? Do honestly? Yeah. Do it. Yeah, I will try. All right, go There's for it. no way he doesn't know who I am. There is no way. Um, Holland also, asks. Also, Keith is like hell bent on <laughs> us being friends. <laughs> Holland asks if he ain't hype, then how do yourself? How do you yourself stay hype? Cocaine. You put cocaine, and yes, I, I did. agree. <laughs> um, Brian asks. Oh, that's, going back to that. Sorry. Like I hate reverting back to things because my my mind just jumbles around. They talk about Sami Zayn on that segment on Talking Smack, and Renee was like, "What the hell is up with Sami Zayn?" And JBL <laughs> was like, "I love the dude. He's great. Like he's such a nice guy." And he was like, "But he's crazy." Like they're just talking about how he's crazy and like makes no sense and is like ADD and shit. <laughs> Cocaine. It does that to you. It does apparently. Um, but John said, I need actual questions. Please help. Brian asks, does Braun's injury impact what they do with him and Lesnar? Assuming the plan was for them to meet at SummerSlam. It, SummerSlam what is at the end of July. I don't know how serious Braun's injury is. I don't think it's real at all. Um, I, honestly, I with my job now, I'm so out of news, like on wrestling Twitter and stuff. So I have no idea. I heard he had gotten injured, but I, it didn't sound like it was that serious. So, well, look at the beating. Oh, you didn't watch. You didn't no. watch Raw. No. If you watched Raw, you would see that it wasn't. There's. It's not real. It can't be real. All right. Like, because Roman gave him such a hard beating, like ripped off the cast and then like threw him against like pinned oh, him and then yeah. chucked him against the turn. Yeah, it's not real. It can't be real. He also asks, also, is Bray Wyatt helped or hurt with a Balor feud? And I. Who cares? I. Uh, <laughs> wow. Is Bray Wyatt your new Baron Corbin? <laughs> Impossible. Um, I don't hate Bray Wyatt. He just bores the shit out of me and I have no opinion. <laughs> I don't really know if it helps or hurts him because Finn really hasn't responded to it. It seems like so. I'm because I don't know. Bray yet. is boring and he has good taste in in feuds. Yeah, I'm not. Also, Bray Wyatt feuds don't ever end good. <laughs> think about it. They don't. Um, Holland asks, "What do you think is Hideo Tommy's ceiling in the WWE if he remains?" <laughs> relatively healthy from here on out um, calling out cm punk is not going to help oh whatever he can do that all he wants i thought that was, <laughs> i honestly thought that was good shit i really enjoyed that was that. great shit um what is it about him that gravitates fans towards him that you see uh on the other side of the coin what or the lack thereof is it that you see that will turn fans away from him or at least people will say oh, i don't get it um i'm in the i don't get it boat I, I legitimately mean, am. I like Hideo Itami just fine. He does seem a little snake bit with injuries, but I mean, the last one wasn't really his fault. Um, 
What is it about him that gravitates fans towards him? Uh, the go to sleep. <laughs> uh, I I don't I don't know what his ceiling is. I could, and I think I say this a lot when I don't think people could. <laughs> well, he's a man, so he doesn't have a ceiling. Hey, um, I say this a Feminism. lot. Feminism. <laughs> I say this a lot when I don't think people can be good world champions or aren't ready. I go, man, they'll make a really good intercontinental champion. I noticed that. Um, but I didn't consciously notice it until right now. But I did always think about it every time you mentioned so it. So I always say that, man, they'll make a good mid-card champion. I think Hideo Itami would make a good mid-card champion. I honestly don't know if he will ever get to a heavyweight title. It's hard to say. I don't know. I don't know, Holland. That's about as, as good. I mean, I like Hideo Itami just fine. And honestly, if he hadn't gotten injured the first time, we all know that he was supposed to beat Kevin Owens on that NXT special in Japan. That was supposed to be him and not Finn Balor. But that didn't happen. And now he's he's getting his chance again. So uh, just fingers crossed that he doesn't get hurt. Because I think we haven't even we haven't even really seen what he can do. Uh, Holland also asks, would you like to see Alana versus Naomi dance off? Um, it was somewhat featured on this week's season finale of Total Divas. Which I obviously did not watch. Otherwise I don't. It, I was tempted to answer the question before you even finished it. I mean, sure. I'm. I, I assume that's where we're gonna go at some point in there. As a joke, hopefully. Well, because Lana's doing the whole dancing gimmick, and Naomi basically is doing the dancing gimmick. So I mean, we'll yeah, see. Naomi is known as a as a dancer though, and like Lana is like a dancer, and some people know that once they're like obviously. Yeah. Old, but I, Naomi used to be you were constantly reminded yeah have you ever seen and, the video of Lana um break dancing in the ring no it's pretty great I'll see if I can find it to you and I'll I'll send it to you it's, her promo is so fucking awful oh yeah who it's, wears boots with that dress I don't know honey every time I look at it I'm like this would be so much better if she doesn't isn't like like totally ruining the class of this video with those hideous <laughs> boots those hideous Vince Noir boots. Ugh. Ugh. Uh, Wendell asks, is there any possibility that the rematch between Okada and Kenny Omega will equal or be better than the Wrestle Kingdom match? Um, I, you know what? Uh, hold, please. I can tell you what I thought of the Kenny Omega Kazuchika Okada match. Let's see here. Where are you, New Japan? I gave it a 4.75. Well, look at that. That's oddly specific. So, do I think it'll be better than that? Um, no, I don't think so. Um, it might be on par, and I, I'll go into an explanation after I answer this second part. Uh, will Kenny Omega finally win the IWGP Heavyweight Championship next month, or is it not yet his time to hold the belt? Should he finally win that belt, how long shall he hold it for? Okay, so... I haven't been keeping up with New Japan as much as I'd like to, but I, I know the storyline we're trying to tell, which is uh, Okada has been fighting, let's just call them level bosses. He's been fighting level bosses for the past couple of months after the Kenny Omega match at Wrestle Kingdom, and he's been getting the shit kicked out of him. So he fought Shibata, he just fought Bad Luck Fale, and he's just been getting the shit kicked out of him. And now it's time for him 
to go up against the final boss, and I don't think he's going to come out on top because the story we're trying to tell is Okada's a fighting champion, and he's been fighting these badass dudes who've just been just as I've said, kicking the shit out of him. And now Togi Makabe did he fight Makabe? I don't know. I just said Togi Makabe to piss you off. Hey, how excited are you to see Togi Makabe? I I will honestly go to the bathroom or go by. <laughs> I will go by. I will go by merchandise if he's not wrestling somebody that I care about. And even then, you have to really care about them. Very true. It would honestly just have to be Naito. Remember when you held that Togi Makabe card? At oh PWG? my god! Fuck you, Keith. <laughs> Keith got in a touch of Togi Makabe card, and John was real unhappy. So I think Kenny Omega is going to win this this uh, this championship. I think it would be better if he if he won it at the G1 specials in Long Beach, the shows that I'm going to be at, because they want to make their audience, I mean, a little bigger in the States. Not, you know, Kenny Omega is not from America, but it would be cool to see a title change and to create buzz that way. So should he win the belt? Should he hold it for, how long should he hold it for? Uh, I don't know. Let's just, let's go six months. Why not? Till the end of the year. Till, no, till Wrestle Kingdom. There you go. Is anybody ever going to knock Kenny Omega off of his giganto mountain? I don't think so. Huh. His Omega mountain? His Omega mountain. Uh, see what I did there? I did. I did indeed see what you did there. So, <laughs> yeah. No, you didn't because we're on Skype over the phone. Yeah, I can't see what you did there. <laughs> and then Kevin asks, uh, what's happening in 12 days, Zeus? Which I didn't get until you explained it to me. And the an- Shame on you. The answer is uh, Brizongo is going to win those championships. <laughs> Are you being serious? I hope so. I think that'd be I great. I fucking hope so. That would be great. And he also said, is Usos, Brizongo the best tag team angle of 2017? Um, Sure. No, genuinely answer the question. I don't know. I honestly don't I know. I love it. It came out of nowhere, and I fucking love it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's been great so far. So, yeah, remember, you know what? I'll say yes, it getting, Remember when they would be in, like, a group match, and they would get eliminated first? Ugh. And I was always sad because I knew that they were so much better, even yeah. though fucking Fandango talks like he's whispering something, and it, it and it creeps me out. He always talks in a whisper, like a stage whisper, yeah. and it's creepy and pervy, and I think totally the point, and it's brilliant. <laughs> but I think if they did win, it would be fucking hilariously amazing, and also it wouldn't really hinder the Usos very much at all. No. Because something amazing that JBL said, going back to that, this is the most JBL mentions I've ever done in my life, <laughs> he said that he was like, the Usos are so incredibly talented. He was like, when they first started here, they would be doing pre-show matches and nobody knew who they were and they were still working their way up. And he was like, by the end, like the middle or the end of that match, people would be so for them. He was like, they would make, they would turn people's ideas of them and change them every single time they would wrestle. He was like, even in pre-shows and people didn't even know who they were. And he was like, and that's not something that you don't come across. And it's amazing. Indeed. I was like, damn, JBL, like you're going to run out of nice things at some point. <laughs> All right. He's running on empty. Let's, yeah. let's wrap it up here because it's been a long time. Too long. Um, I want to give a shout out to Dan. What up, Dan? Um, you, Yeti Dan? Yeah, he, he met Naito. Fuck you, Dan. Really? And, and he held the IWGP Intercontinental Championship. Um, and I'm very jealous, but also very happy because Dan's a good dude. Did he take a, a picture dude. with Naito? He did take a picture with Naito. It's on, it's on his, uh, his, his Twitter. Oh, really? <laughs> did, he, did he tag you in it? No, he did not. He should have. But uh, super stoked. 
on that. It looked like he had a good time, so that's always good. All right, let's get into these plugs, huh? Yes. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Just search Tornado Tag Radio. You can follow me on Twitter at JP Thrice, and you can follow Marianne on Twitter. Sailor Moon Salt. Subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher. Just search Tornado Tag Radio and rate and review us as well. Also, subscribe to us on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash the N-O-T-L-G. Shout out to Finally North. They do our music, soundcloud.com slash finallynorth or finallynorth.com. Head on over to notlg.spreadshirt.com and buy one of our Tornado Tag Radio shirts. And just head on over to notlg.com for this podcast and many, many other geeky podcast things support ttr and all the other podcasts become a patreon patreon.com slash notlg huge shout out to chris who i will see in two months i'm so excited chris it's brazilian underscore fury on twitter you still are reigning and defending newest patreon so there you go so that's it for us this week join us again next week as we actually watch all of the things we're supposed to watch me Probably not, though. No, I probably will. Okay, good. All right. So uh, there's only one thing left to do. So, man, if you will... Ring the bell, motherfucker!